the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Patriot, WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Intelligent Radio, fueled by Lucky's Station. With SRN News, I'm Gordon Griffin. Representative John Conyers stepping aside as the top Democrat on the Judiciary Committee. Conyers issued a statement saying that after careful consideration and in light of the attention drawn by the recent allegations, he would step aside as the ranking Democrat on the committee during an investigation into allegations of sexual harassment. Conyers went on to deny the allegations, many of which he claimed were paid for by, in his words, a partisan alt-right blogger. He added that he looks forward to vindicating himself before the House Committee on Ethics. Capitol Hill correspondent Wally Hines. The Associated Press has found that the FBI failed to tell scores of U.S. officials about attempts to hack into their personal Gmail accounts, despite long having evidence that those officials were in the Kremlin's crosshairs. More details at srnnews.com. Hugh Hewitt sees more sexual assault victims coming forward. Now, I think this is going to go on for a long time. I'm not going to use the terminology. The floodgates are open. The victims are out there, and I feel for the victims. And they are empowered and protected at this moment to step forward, and they won't get fired. They'll be believed. That's part of the problem in the past is that victims were not believed. Or people looked at them sideways. Why would you do that? Not anymore. The Hugh Hewitt Show, weekday mornings at 5 on AM 1280. The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. The best and longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and it's coming up next right here on AM 1280 The Patriot, so don't go anywhere. But first, from the Blue Ox Heating and Air Weather Center, here is a quick look at your forecast. Today, a high of 47 degrees and mostly sunny skies, a high of 57 degrees and mostly sunny for November 27th. Think about that. High of 47 and sunny for Tuesday and 46 and sunny for Wednesday. Stay tuned. It's the Narn right here on AM 1280 The Patriot. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Berg. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing, the shining spot of red in the sea of dismal, dingy institutional blue. It's the... Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. My name, Mitch Berg. Uh, Normally heard every Saturday afternoon from 1 to 3 here on AM 1280, The Patriot. Uh, However, I am in for Brad Carlson, who's off on assignment today, uh, gallivanting around the world, uh, doing the voodoo he do, jet-setting about the place. So I'm in here uh, doing what I get to do three, four times a year, just kind of see what life is like on Sundays, check out the Sunday audience, introduce myself to the rest of the weekend uh, crowd here at AM 1280, The Patriot. Hope you enjoy it. Brad will be back next week. I will be back, of course, next Saturday. And, of course, King Banyan uh, from 1 to 3. And uh, King Banyan will be on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman, every Saturday morning, 9 to 11, doing the best show on the radio about economics anywhere in America, ergo anywhere in the world. So... Check him out, him out, as well as the entire Northern Alliance Radio Network lineup. Uh, yesterday, I finished the, the broadcast off with a uh, with a, with a with a article that came out. Actually, a, a tweet that uh, was getting a a few quick howlers from uh, from from the conservative from conservatives in the alternative alternative media and uh, in the Twitter uh, Twitterverse. Uh, a, a fellow who had been, uh, his name's Foley, his, uh, his, he used to be Hillary Clinton's uh, campaign spokesman during the campaign. And he put up a tweet uh, showing a picture, uh, the, fa- the famous Robert Capra picture of American troops jumping off of a landing craft on Omaha Beach under withering machine gun fire and captioning that picture. Uh, also protested against Nazis without a permit. And I and I said that he had, of course he was he was, he was making the equivalent uh, equi- trying to draw the equivalency between anti fa the 
basically modern equivalent of the brown shirts and the red guards and the and and the Komsomols, uh, the the thugs of the far left, the direct action arm of the Democratic Party, uh, and and the troops who stormed ashore on D Day, and and I I surprised a few people by saying, actually, Mr. Foley had a point. Anti-fa, the so-called anti-fascists who roam around the streets bashing uh, innocent bystanders and who have largely disappeared from the news once the left started to realize that they were hurting them more than helping them uh, after being one of their cause, celebs, causes celeb, anyway, one of their, after being their golden boys and girls in black for a while there. Uh, I mean, you don't see much about them anymore out there. So they, anyway, anyway, Mr. Foley was, was doing, trying to draw that comparison. And I, I figured it was a valid comparison because, yes, Antifa is like soldiers on D-Day. The ones who started the day at the top of the cliffs, just so we're clear about that. Uh, and and I want to kind of explore that here today, though, from the other end of, of the invasion, not the, not the fascists shooting down at, at the Americans from the top of the cliffs, which Antifa is the equivalent of. In this day and age, and if you disagree, I'd love to hear from you at 651-289-4488. But I'd like to talk about something that's that's come up here in the last few days. Now, I, I'm going to predict that you're going to start hearing the end of sexual harassment gate fairly soon. And I'll tell you why. Because after, what, we're going on two or three months of this right now, of, of people tackling people who are, I mean, and women coming out of, and sometimes men coming out and going after uh, people in positions of authority who have abused their positions of authority, uh, committing sexual harassment, sexual assault, in some, in some cases, out and out rape. And it started with Harvey Weinstein, and that was the that was where the the dam burst open, and you started seeing people throughout the entertainment industry, like Kevin Spacey, uh, being accused credibly of some fairly ghastly crimes, and moving onwards from there, and then gradually moving into politics. We had a couple local episodes we talked about briefly. Uh, two Minnesota legislators, uh, Senator Dan Schoen, a DFLer from South St. Paul. Uh, or one of those St. Paul's that isn't quite St. Paul, and uh, Tony Cornish, uh, Representative Tony Cornish, who's a Republican from Vernon, uh, Minnesota, uh, getting accused of sexual harassment of various degrees, and both of them leaving office. And then it got serious. Al Franken got accused by one woman, and we've been talking about this on Saturdays. He was accused by one woman of, of a fairly childish, adolescent series of japes, uh, including forcing a kiss on her and groping her on camera, in front of a camera, and, and being dumb enough to allow photographic evidence of his juvenility at age 56 at the time to go public and viral. Uh, and there have been three other women since then. And you're starting to see sexual harassment claims against uh, John Conyers, a Republican from, uh, no, excuse me, a Democrat from uh, da, 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 Michigan, I want to say. Anyway, a prominent Democrat who, by the way, was one of the Democrats in charge of investigating sexual harassment until you got accused of sexual harassment. And, and onward from there, and there's going to be more, but I don't think there's going to be a lot more. I don't think you'd be hearing a lot about it in the media because for the most part, other than Judge Roy Moore, who's running for in the special Senate, uh, Senate special election in Alabama to replace Jeff Sessions, you're not hearing a lot of stories about Republicans getting called up on sexual harassment charges. I mean, three months ago, you were hearing people ridiculing Mike Pence for refusing to meet with women to whom he was not married in rooms without a third party present, which doesn't seem so ridiculous anymore, does it? And, and I mean this even, by the way, even if you're not, even if you don't have a harassers, abusers, assaultists, or rapists bone in your body, uh, there are people, I mean, here's the thing about, about men and women, they're really kind of the same, they're very different in a lot of ways, but they're the same in one way, and that is, both of them have terrible people among them, and yeah, there are women who do fake sexual harassment claims, I do, I did work with one. Uh, there are women who will use that position to or use that ability to do that to exert their own power on the situation. And 
It's not common, but it has happened. Anyway, that's a tangent. What we are seeing right now, I think, is along with the systematic attempt by people on the left who aren't necessarily well, – you're seeing some in the mainstream media. MSNBC took its shots at Lene Tweeden, uh, who's the woman who came out with the charges against Al Franken, which – were apparently accurate enough for Al Franken to apologize and throw himself at the feet of the feminist community begging for forgiveness. But you've seen an awful lot of people from MSNBC on down the food chain on the left attacking Ms. Tweeden for something that if it were directed at any woman who wasn't a charging a liberal politician would be called slut-shaming. Uh, you're seeing this from from in editorials and, and and actual news articles now. Well, she kissed other guys, so she should have expected it from Franken, which is the moral. Oh, oh, and she let other guys pat her on the behind, so she should have no problem with Al Franken uh, grabbing her chest through a flak jacket. And and these are the same people who, by the way, in many cases, demand affirmative consent for every possible romantic advance a man might make, unless, of course, it's Al Franken, uh, the 51st vote on Obamacare, uh, who must be defended at all costs. And this is what you're seeing, by the way, in the Twin Cities media now, you're seeing the establishment, who, by the way, are largely left of center in the media and institution, the institutional left and the unions, etc., who would normally trip over themselves to take the side of any woman against any man who is not the 51st vote on Obamacare, going through these Carrie Strug-level logical gymnastics to defend their rationale for not demanding Al Franken's immediate resignation, resignation from Congress. Now, mark my words, Al Franken's not going to resign. The local establishment will carry him over the finish line, uh, battered and bleeding, uh, whatever it takes. They will make sure that Al Franken finishes out his term. And if he wants, they'll make sure he gets elected. Oh, who knows? He may decide he has, quote, mm -mm, served the public enough uh, after this term. What We don't know. We'll see. Uh, but make no mistake about it. The local media will uh, drag Al Franken over the finish line. Al Franken will finish his term. And I, I want you to keep that in mind. Next time you hear, after the furor and dust has died down over the current bout of really the feeding frenzy over sexual harassment has died down, and it will die down before long because Democrats are coming up on the short end of it, so the media will ensure it dies down. Oh, they will. And I want you to remember this episode. The next time some woman demands, some feminist, I should say, demands affirmative consent and basically says says the exact opposite yet again, as they will, because logical consistency, moral consistency, is not something the big left values. It's just not. And I want you to think about that for one reason. That is, if you were a woman right now who has a story about a prominent Democrat official harassing you ever, and you saw what the media is doing. I mean, the respectable media, so-called respectable media like the Star Tribune and CNN, basically doing what they can to excuse Franken's behavior. Uh, the unions say, <laughs> unions, the, the, let's just say the, the, the privileged middle class of, of progressive politics going, well, yeah, it was bad that he did that, but he's given us so much legislation we approve of, we'd hate to lose him. And, of course, uh, the the noise machine attacking the accusers, as they have with Lene Tweeden, and as they will with further uh, transgressors, <clears throat> excuse me, accusers as they go public. You might ask yourself, why, if you were a woman, would you risk your reputation, your livelihood, your... Your, your your public image to the extent that you have one like that just because it's the right thing to do. Make no mistake, that's exactly what they're counting on. Laws don't apply to progressives. Morals don't apply to progressives. Laws, people, 
rules. They are all just eggs to be broken to make the great progressive omelet. Lene Tweeden, whoever you are, welcome to the omelet. But there's a bigger casualty, I think, that's going to cost this nation an awful lot more, even than what we're seeing today. And I want to talk about that when we come back. 512-289-4488. Go nowhere. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by, making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people, they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a large portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800-694-7394. 800-694-7394. That's 800-694-7394. The Army National Guard is committed to keeping the country safe and our community secure. Composed of hundreds of thousands of citizen soldiers from all walks of life, the Guard is always ready to respond to local or national emergencies. We protect the homeland. We're always there when called upon. And in every state and territory, we stand guard for our communities. To learn more, log on to NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. Get that rack shack attack, rack shack barbecue. To do you right, we take time for a barbecue flavor that will blow your mind. Get that rack shack attack, oh, rack shack barbecue. Made fresh daily, we cater to you. Homemade sauce, a secret brunch too. It's America's food and the right thing to do. Get that rack shack attack, rack shack barbecue, and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Frank Thomas, the Big Hurt. After I left baseball, I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. So I got back into the game with Nugenics. I'm feeling stronger with a lot more energy and drive. You want to get back into shape? Get Nugenics. All you have to do is send one simple text. Frank's right. Just text RIP11 to 42424 to get a complimentary bottle of award-winning Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Its unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help a man feel stronger, leaner, more energetic, and more passionate. And guys, she'll like the difference too. Nugenic samples are not available in stores. To get your complimentary bottle, text RIP11 to 42424. That's R-I-P-1-1 to 42424. AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. So we're we're talking about the avalanche of sexual harassment claims largely but not exclusively against Democrats. And by the way, I can just hear right now, liberals in the audience are going to be, well, why aren't you talking about Judge Roy Moore? Well, A, because I don't live in Alabama and my vote means nothing in in Alabama. But I've I've said this. I've I've said in regards Roy Moore uh, that he should, if, if the charges against him are false, he should be out there filing defamation claims against the accusers and getting all of the evidence out there in depositions and get people on the record so that people can either be charged with defamation or perhaps we'll find out that, in fact, that the charges are legit. Uh, that would be what I would advise Judge Roy Moore to do if he's listening to me. We'll see if that happens. But I want I want to talk about uh, something that I think is going to cost this nation a lot more over the long run than a bunch of sexual harassment claims. And yes, sexual harassment is is a damaging uh, is is a, is a it damages people. It does. It damages largely women. Men are 
subject to it as well. I mean, first of all, as, as the Kevin Spacey shows, case shows, uh, gays are not immune to harassing people sexually, and women are not immune to, immune to doing it either. It's, there have been cases of women being accused and uh, found culpable for uh, sexual harassment. Now, I, I also make sure I'm clear. There's so many. What's the thing that annoys the bejeebers about me uh, out of me about this subject is the fact that you have to make sure that you disclaim carefully all the things you're not trying to say, or before some uh, liberal blogger or somebody on Twitter jumps on and says Mitch Berg comes out supporting sexual harassment. Uh, I used to joke uh, on my blog about being the best feminist in the Twin Cities, and to an extent it's true. But what I'm referring to is first wave feminism, uh, which is the feminism that says women should be the equal of men in the eyes of the law, and as, as all people should be equal uh, in the eyes of the law and before God if you are a conservative. Uh, there should be no discrimination due to their gender in the workplace. Uh, they should be paid according to their qualifications, experience, credentials, whatever factor relates to the job. Uh, They should not have to accept non-consensual harassment and uh, abuse beyond that due to their gender. And and I say that as someone who's the father of a daughter and the grandfather of a granddaughter. And I don't want my female children or male offspring, for that matter, to have to put up with that. That's wrong. Now, second wave feminism is another whole story altogether. Uh, it's also called identity feminism. Um, no, they're wrong. I mean, the first wave of feminism, they're right. Women should be treated equally. The world that we had in the 1960s where women were basically expected to be, in many ways, second-class citizens, it's wrong. I don't want that for my children. I, it's not to say I want them to be castigated by the second wave feminists for choosing to stay at home and raise kids, if that's what happens. But... That's not what second wave feminism is about. Because uh, the, the identity feminism, the, the feminism that tries to turn women into a <clears throat> progressive political force, is also wrong. Women should have no advantage over men in family court, for example. Their status as individuals should not be reverted to the Victorian era, where it was pretty much assumed that women's natural state was to be frail victims of the, of the loathsome brute that resided within all males. Which, by the way, is what many you you read feminists in social media today. That's, for example, some of the big feminist blogs like like Jezebel. I mean, they're basic for all of their bluster and all of their cursing and all of their uh, all of the ink on their arms. They're basically a bunch of neo Victorians thinking that women should basically be treated. Equally in every respect, except as records as regards to any conflict they may regard uh, that may they may run into, in which case they should be treated like frail, disadvantaged children who need a leg up to be equal with men and beyond you know, superior to men in many respects. Uh, anyway, one of the most toxic uh, things that's happened in recent years is, is the idea that masculinity is itself toxic. In fact, you hear the phrase toxic masculinity all over the place, all over the place these days. And I want to come back to that because it's it's the idea that masculinity in its classic sense is toxic is itself an abomination. And I want to discuss that in a moment here. But one of the, the group that annoys me the most, that spreads this out there the most, beyond fem, female feminists, beyond the academic second wave feminism establishment that has been spreading this, this idea for half a generation now, uh, are the little clumps of, quote, feminist men, end quote, out there whose response over this last couple of months, uh, orgy of, of revelations is to throw themselves on their hands and knees before the court of public opinion and demand mercy for themselves and every other man uh, by start, by basically saying all men uh, should just shut up and listen to women and, and let them let them take complete control on this issue. And, and by the way, claiming shared culpability for sexual harassment, sexual abuse, and, and, quote, rape culture, end quote, because of the fact that they have a Y chromosome. Now, I come not to praise these guys, but to bury them and those who parrot them, especially 
via two more social media chanting points that you hear. Uh, the hashtag, yes, all men, and the hashtag, shut the <coughs> heck up. And it's not actually heck, but that would be an FCC violation. Among the many vague and shifting and greased pig-like sins of which they'd accuse all of their fellow males, every person in the world with an X, uh, X and a Y chromosome, is this notion of toxic masculinity, which in the hands of feminists and the men who hang on to feminism quickly turns into a synonym for masculinity of any kind, any kind of all. To which my reply, they, or everything they represent, is the real problem. Not masculinity, or at least not the real thing. And, and, and when I say not the real thing, yeah, there, is, there are men who behave badly out there. And we all know the stereotypes, everything from the, the leering stalker to the entitled frat boy who goes on to become the entitled hedge fund, man, hedge fund manager who basically thinks he's a master of the universe. He can get away with anything. And, and not only are the women around him his property, but so are the men as well. Uh, I mean, these are the guys you see tearing uh, down 35W heading for uh, Burnsville at the end of the day. Uh, weaving through traffic at 90 in their, in their Audis and BMWs, and they're out there. And is that toxically masculine? Yeah, maybe a little bit. Um, and for the extent that people out there need to show off to the entire innocent world their driving skills to show that they have a, a Y chromosome, well, there, there you go. Um, I mean, that's harmless until you crash. Showing off that you, I mean, expressing your in, uh, insecurities about that chromosome in the world of social interactions, intergender social interactions and dating or, or, or dealing with the opposite sex. I don't need to explain the problems that cause. But the males who become the leading voice uh, in this aren't those guys. Uh, Let's just call them. These these are the the guys who've who've basically latched onto feminism to try and expiate whatever guilt they feel for having a, a Y chromosome. Apparently, uh, they're they're basically well, basically become the leading. I mean, these guys are have become the leading voices in this gender self abasement. They remind me of uh, the people who are convicted of. If you remember, look at old videos of people who are quote convicted of various thought crimes during, I don't know, the Cultural Revolution in China, uh, the Great Leap Forward, um, some of the people, you know, the in intelligentsia who were purged in Cuba during the early years of the Castro regime, uh, who, who basically made part, part of their, 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 their part in the show trial was to go in front of the cameras and say, yes, we were guilty, we engineered the, the, the downfall of the people's state, and, and they went on to get, I don't know, whatever, sent off to the gulag or, or, or shot in the back of the head or whatever. That's what these guys remind me of. And I, and I call them not so much victims of toxic masculinity, but victims of toxic social work or toxic academia. And, and, and they've taken this... I don't know, misplaced sense of guilt or collective sense of guilt and use this to try and impugn all men, all males, whoever you are, in every aspect of everything that is wrong for women. Every aspect of sexual harassment, sexual abuse, and the so-called rape culture they would have you believe that is it's responsibility of every single man. Every single person out there with a Y chromosome is at fault because of the fact that they have that Y chromosome. Which, by the way, goes against everything that Western civilization is supposed to believe. One of the things that Western civilization was built on that distinguished us as a civilization, and makes us better as a civilization than most of the other alternatives, is that we not only don't recognize the notion of group collective guilt, we reject it. We consider it an evil, as we should. And so 
how can I put this in a way the kids would understand it? Hashtag not me. Hashtag no, not all men. Hashtag don't drag me into this. Now, what's the cure to this wave of sexual harassment? Well, we'll come back to that when we uh, return. By the way, 651-289-4488, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. All right. Hey, now, you middlemen! Throw away your fancy clothes! And why are you out there sitting on a fence? An important message from Medicare. It's Medicare Open Enrollment, now through December 7th. Time to go online and look at all your Medicare plan choices. Like prescription drug plans and Medicare Advantage plans from private insurers. Look for lower costs, more benefits. I'm open to that. Every year, plans change. So can your health needs. Open to something better? Start today. Use the tools at Medicare.gov. Or call 1-800-MEDICARE. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. I would steal pills from my friend's mom. We talk about all the common drugs, but never prescription medication. I was addicted to pills. Had I more knowledge, I would have done things differently. Hi, I'm Congressman Jason Lewis. Prescription drug abuse is an epidemic in our communities. Secure your medications and talk with your kids today. Visit DrugFree.org to find out how together we can make a difference. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. I was nine weeks along and didn't know what else to do. I felt helpless and I didn't want to leave it up to her, but I didn't know what to do or say. I didn't know there were other options available. I didn't know it was a baby with a beating heart at 18 days. Hello, my name is Marian Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard People. So often we get calls just like this from men and women seeking help and alternatives. Our 800 hotline connects callers to the services they need for pregnancy, adoption, as well as post-abortion assistance. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of confidential counseling or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out on the web, Pro-Life Across America. America.org. Pro-Life Across America is educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America, the Ever had buyer's regret? A pair of shoes you didn't really need? Electronics obsolete before you even plug them in? Or tens of thousands of dollars of timeshare regret? That's what you get when you're stuck with a timeshare agreement you don't want anymore. We're the timeshare exit attorneys, the leaders in helping folks get out of timeshares and erasing regret. See if you qualify. For valuable free information, call 1-800-906-3947. Maybe you made an impulse buy that has become a financial burden you can no longer afford. Maybe you don't use the timeshare enough to make it worthwhile. Maybe you were pressured by a timeshare salesperson into making a bad decision. Now you want out. Because your timeshare isn't a fun escape, it's a waste of your money. With decades of experience, we're your number one trusted option with fast, professional service. No middlemen, no cutting corners, no more timeshare regret. See if you qualify. For valuable free information, call 1-800-906-3947. That's 1-800-906-3947. AM twelve eighty, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Join us, won't you please? We're talking about the notion of toxic masculinity and, and its role in this uh, in this wave of sexual harassment claims. And it, it brought me to a wonderful article that Matt Walsh came out this past week in, in, uh, in the caller. And, yeah, in the Daily Caller. Thank you very much. And it came out just last week. And he pointed out the real problem, which is not the presence of men out there, but the lack of men out there. I'm going to do a few quotes from Matt Walsh's article. Uh, And I quote, the problem is not that there's too much masculinity in our culture. On the contrary, there isn't nearly enough. A man becomes an abuser and harasser of women when he rejects that which makes him a man. He is not expressing his masculinity when he strips naked and struts around in front of his unwilling co-workers and subordinates, Charlie Rose, a move that seems oddly common among these types. Rather, he's expressing his almost complete lack of masculinity. I thought for a second he may have been talking about Louis C.K., but no, in fact, just Charlie Rose there. And I'm not sure that it matters at the moment. Anyway. 
he goes on to say, and I quote, these men are weird, desperate, self-debasing and effeminate. If you say we should have fewer of these kinds of in positions of power, I agree. Let's have none at all. But we would do well to replace them with men who are actually men. We what we need in our society are chivalrous, strong, respectable, productive and self-sacrificial men. Real men, in other words, men who protect, provide, and do all of the things that society has always depended upon men to do. If you are that sort of man, you certainly should not shut up, step to the side, or or uh, consider yourself trash, as some uh, of the <laughs> of, of the of the male feminists refer to themselves and the rest of us. "Quote: Our culture needs your input and leadership more than ever." Now, uh, the dominant meme. I'm, this is me now, the, the dominant narrative for a good chunk of society, uh, which is Hollywood, academia, the educational industrial complex, is that traditional masculinity needs to be filed down, to be pared down, to be, to be tamed, uh, right-sized, whatever you want to call it. Primary, and and it, you see it all over the place. Primary schools medicated out of existence. Heck, I talked to a psychologist years and years ago who said it in as many words. Boys' masculine traits are a pathology when it comes to primary education and need to be filed down to size and medicated. By the way, that's something that boys used to learn from men, how to control the ways in which your, your, your boyhood hormones make you act out. Learn to control that is something that you learn from who? From men. I mean... And this is part of the problem. We'll come back to that. Anyway, pri- primary schools, as we've talked about on this show in the past, uh, medicate boyhood traits uh, to, to try, and, try and suppress them. Popular entertainment castigates masculinity. Enter- entertainment has combined this relentless big-budget focus on girl power with a complete suppression of any notion of giving boys any impetus to be what was traditionally called being a man. Which means being chivalrous, comfortable with but not abusive of the power that you do have. Driven, by the way, most importantly, most importantly, to defend your family, yourself, your community, your significant other. And by the way, sacrificing but optimistic and prone to using your power for good. Now, those parts of society I just mentioned mock and taunt those notions. Until they need a policeman or a fireman, of course, in which case masculine is good. But, and by the way, they propagate these, this, this contempt they have for traditional masculinity, which again is not sexual harassment, sexual abuse, rape. It's chivalry, productive use of the power you have, productivity. The things that, by the way, evolution, I just love this. People on the left like to say that they're they're driven by science and reason, and yet that would involve them no, noticing that evolution, which they claim to believe in and beat you over the head over if you're a creationist, which, by the way, I'm not, uh, evolution made men and women different in what ways? Well, women tend to be the nurturers and men tend to be the defenders, the hunters and gatherers. That's what evolution made us, if you believe in evolution. And by the way, there's nothing necessarily discongruous about about evolution and faith, uh, the Christian faith. But that's another whole subject. Anyway, uh, the left... The cultural left propagates this this idea that masculinity is a is a pathology that needs to be eradicated through an education system that, that systematically tries to feminize boys, and a family more damagingly still a family court system that basically ensures boys only role models as children will be who mothers, and I'm not knocking single mothers or single parents in general. I was one. And I know a lot of single mothers who do their best they can to serve the the role in, in raising emotionally healthy boys. But because of evolution, women are not really equipped to be, you know, men for the most part. Anyway, 
it, it's and, and and it's showing in that men boy if, if you talk to women under the age of 35 these days they'll say oh, what's what's with all the guys why aren't the guys interested in in getting together well it's like yeah I mean, if you're if you're a, a young male today you've seen what the family court system did to your father you've taken the, they've taken the idea that committing yourself to a person for life is an exercise in self-destruction and uh, that will leave you broke and emotionally shredded uh, sometime in your 30s and 40s. So good move there, right? By the way, the entertainment industry it seems to have uh, taught half a generation uh, of, of males that uh, the, the, the type of, let's just say, interpersonal re- interactions you see in pornography is what sex is supposed to be. Yeah, anyway, so American masculinity has taken a pummeling in the recent years. And if you wanted to create the sort of stunted, anti-masculine caricatures that you see in people like Harvey Weinstein, Charlie Rose, Louis C.K., and yeah, Al Franken. Well, the modern education, entertainment, academic, and social justice systems are just about the most effective possible way to create as many of those as you want. But toxic masculinity is is just the stunted, caricatured, one-sided, immature, hollow masculinity that has identity feminism. Uh, that, that it's, it's what they demanded. It's what they wanted. It's what the system is designed to give us. And that the feminized education system and academic uh, academy and Hollywood have, in many cases, too many cases, delivered for us. I mean, think about it. And, and I mean, you look at, at, at what you see coming out of our society. Today, and this is not to take anything away from the vast majority of young men out there, men under the age of 30, who many of whom somehow learned to do what their job as men is supposed to be. I'm not just talking about the ones who join the armed forces. There's many, obviously, they're great. Many of them, the vast majority of them are great examples. And outside of the the service, there's many young men who, who somehow, through our still functional families, through our still functional parts of our isolated functional elements of our educational, educational system, figured it out what it is that, that they're supposed to be as men, as opposed to people with Y chromosomes who act as, uh, <laughs> who, have, who basically act on their hormones and urges, who, who learn somehow what it takes to be men. They are out there. But if you wanted to build a system, if for some reason you wanted to build a system that would turn a significant number of people with Y chromosomes into stunted caricatures of one-sided, entitled, uh, appetite-focused, immature, hollow people who may be male but aren't men. Whyever you would want to do that, I'm trying to figure out how you would develop a system to do it more effectively than the one we have. I mean, you hear about, I hear public school teachers today, many of whom I know and are friends of mine, uh, say so many of their kids, so many of their, their younger children that they see are are between the ages of six and, and, say, middle school, 12, 13 years old, are afraid to go outside on their own. And in, then you see how many of them are the product of single-parent homes and women tend to be more risk-averse than men. I mean, in a normal functioning family, it's generally the father who teaches the children risk tolerance because boys and the men they ideally become tend to be more tolerant of risk. Women, being the nurturers traditionally and according to evolution, tend to be more averse to risk, and together everyone finds a happy medium and grows up and lives. 
Well, if you grow up around nothing but a risk-averse influence, yeah, you're going to be you're going to grow up to be afraid to go out after school because your mother, being risk-averse, is going to want you close at hand. So you have a generation of boys and girls who've been raised indoors after school, watching TV, playing their video games, afraid to go out because what? That's the way their mothers, who are these days in some communities predominantly single mothers with no male influence in the house, at least no long-lasting male influences in the house, are programmed to raise them. Well, hashtag not me, hashtag done. Hashtag over my dead body. More of that when we come back. Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot. Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by, making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people, they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a large portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800-694-7394. 800-694-7394. That's 800-694-7394. When you have slap apnea, traveling can be a real drag because you have to drag your big, bulky home CPAP device with you everywhere you go. But not anymore. Now you can travel easily and sleep comfortably anywhere thanks to Transcend, the world's very first mini CPAP. And right now, you can try Transcend absolutely risk-free for 10 restful nights. So call now, 1-800-919-2348. Our smallest and most advanced portable design ever, Transcend is as small as a soda can and weighs less than a pound. You can even add a battery that's as tiny as a deck of cards. Transcend is so incredibly small and light, you can easily fit it in your briefcase or purse to use anywhere you go. It's FAA compliant, too, so you can even sleep comfortably while flying. Now you can enjoy the freedom to sleep comfortably anywhere. But don't delay. To receive your 10-night in-home trial, call minicpap.com now. 1-800-919-2348. Again, that's 1-800-919-2348. Do you want exceptional convenience and still do business with a like-minded Minnesota company? It's not luck. It's Lucky's Station Convenience Stores. Larry Elder here with Lucky's owner, Scott Stevens. Lucky was our first family pet, and so we elected to name the company after her to kind of represent some of the values that she had that we like to carry over into our customers. Loyalty, allegiance, trustworthiness, and faithfulness. We're a value-driven company that lines up with companies consistent with the Patriot. We have all the products you're going to find in any of our competitors. Come into any Lucky Stations this month, mention the Patriot Radio, you'll get a free 2-liter Pepsi product with any store purchase or gas. We also want to send you to a Vikings game. Go to LuckyStations.com and register by November 30th. One winner gets a pair of tickets to the Vikings Cincinnati game. Our hope is to earn your business so you can make Lucky's your landmark for convenience and service. Now there's a Lucky Station near you. Find them online at LuckyStations.com. Lucky's Station, the official convenience store of AM 1280, The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Speaking of masculinity, it's Football Sunday here. I'm not used to being on the air during Football Sunday. When I last left the, uh, when I last walked out of the green room, I saw that the uh, the Eagles were ahead of the Bears 24-3, to I believe. Uh, what is that? Do we have a final score? Are they still in the third quarter yet? I would imagine we're uh, we're nine minutes left in the fourth. Thirty-one to three Eagles. Thirty-one to three Eagles. So the Bears have been able to slow down the Eagles' momentum just a tad in the second half here. This is one actually, I guess, as a as a someone who's been a Bears fan for well as long as he can remember, probably half a century now. Uh, on the one hand, the Bears' performance this year has has taken me back to the days of my youth. It's almost like being in junior high again and high school again during the glory, uh, inglorious days of the Bears during the Abe Gibran regime. 
uh, long before Mike Ditka and Buddy Ryan took the team over when the Bears were perennial hapless uh, doormats in the NFC Central uh, back in the good old days. On the other hand, uh, and, and, and this is like the worst I've seen the Bears in decades, quite frankly, since before Ditka and Ryan said in. On the other hand, at least today, I have the consolation of, of it being with the Philadelphia Eagles. And, well, the Eagles have never been a team that either blew my blew, <laughs> blew wind in my sails one way or the other. I have to say, I, I'm just going to send a little love to Eagles way just because Carson Wentz is their quarterback. And and if nothing else, uh, North Dakotans or natives of North Dakota, in my case, have that to say. We've got we've got our Bison who are still undefeated uh, in the in the NA, me, NCAA uh, one uh, Division one A. And uh, Carson Wentz seems to be leading one of the best teams in the league uh, so this year so far. So we're going to hope we can uh, bring a Super Bowl ring back to Bismarck here shortly. Uh, did I mention that Carson Wentz is the nephew of uh, two of my high school classmates? I may have mentioned that once or twice. Uh, but that doesn't say much because everyone in North Dakota is someone else's nephew. <laughs> everyone you've ever heard of from North Dakota is related to everyone else you've heard of from North Dakota. Let's just put it that way. 651 Two eight nine four four eight eight. the number to call. Uh, my name is Mitch Berg. I'm in for Brad Carlson, who will be back on the closer edition of the show next week. Uh, I'm usually heard every Saturday afternoon from 1 to 3 on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And we've been talking about this notion the, of toxic masculinity, which some parts of our society, most notably the educational industrial complex, uh, academia, and especially the parts of academia that generate uh, identity feminism or second wave feminism, the type of feminism that doesn't care so much about equality, in fact, is willing to sacrifice a lot of equality for women uh, for for the notion that women are a political force, always progressive, by the way, always left of center, uh, because that, that's where uh, second tier feminism differs from first tier feminism. Someone like a a Margaret Thatcher a Sarah Palin uh, when she was governor of Alaska and a good governor of Alaska, someone like Nikki Haley, someone like, I don't know, Amy Koch or Representative Mary Franzen or, or Gretchen uh, Hoffman, uh, who are conservative women. Uh, Mia Love would be another good example. Uh, any of the, the good conservative female political leaders we've had would have been celebrated by the first wave feminists who believe that women in whatever field they were operating should be uh, treated with equality, respect, <laughs> and, and, and basically treated as equal uh, to the rest of society. That would have been considered a victory by first wave, most first wave feminists, like, for example, my grandmother, <laughs> second tier feminists, second wave feminists, I should say, identity feminists who are primarily concerned with building feminism as a political force, uh, of course, heap their abuse upon women who break from the pack, women who are conservative, women who are pro-life, women who, uh, like Leanne Tweeden, who, by the way, is being tarred and feathered as a Republican, even though she, I don't, to the best of my knowledge, the closest thing she has come to any political statement is working at a radio station where conservative talk shows are broadcast, which is close enough for these people. Anyway, the, the point is, among men who have been falling in line and the women who are enabling them, uh, this idea of virtue signaling your self-abasement about your gender uh, by saying, well, all men, yes, all men are involved. The, the hashtag is yes, all men or hashtag shut the <coughs> heck up. I'm just going to throw this out there for all of you. If you want to signal your virtue through relentless, almost Maoist gender self-abasement, expect me, Mitch Berg to mock and taunt you with the derision you deserve. If you think the way to achieve equality for women is to beat down men, I will punch back twice as hard. Rhetorically speaking, of course, I'm not threatening violence. But I'm not going to sit still for it. Neither should you. Neither should anyone who listens to this show. I will do whatever my feeble best is to lead more men not males, mind you, not eunuchs with <laughs> Y chromosomes, but actual men to do the same. 
If your response to discrimination against women is to promote discrimination against men, then you can expect me with a straight face to point out the obvious. You're just passing around more discrimination. Two wrongs don't make a right. Uh, To put it another way, you don't get more freedom by taking other people's freedom away. You don't get more equality by taking away other people's equality. The Ku Klux Klan didn't become more free by oppressing black people. The Nazis didn't become more free, more better people. They didn't improve their world by oppressing the Jews. Feminists don't get themselves a better world by trying to destroy masculinity, real masculinity. So to all of you, to the identity feminists and the feminist men whose squealing virtue signaling is so annoying me these days, you have rotted this society enough. Be gone. Shut up. I mean, it may be too late already. I mean, you may have killed this society already. I, 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 there are days I feel deeply, deeply pessimistic about what I see out there. Especially seeing, as I, as I pointed out earlier this hour, that Al Franken is likely going to skate on these charges. But I don't care. Because the bigger battle is still out there. What will, how will half of the society act? How are we going to raise half of this society to treat not only the other half of this society, but the world around them? As fearful, little, stunted, emotional midgets? Or as the people who went ashore on D-Day and reconquered the free world? Not anti-fat, mind you, the real people at D-Day. You know where I come down on this. That's it. See you next Saturday. I'll be on from 1 to 3. Brad Carlson back uh, next Sunday. God bless you all. God bless America. Are you concerned about not having enough money to pay bills, savings for college, or to secure a comfortable retirement? At Online Trading Academy, learn to trade and invest to make a second income to avoid always having more month than money. We'll teach you to confidently grow and protect your money. Register for our free trading and investing class on your cell phone by hitting pound 250. Just say the keyword OTA or register at learnwithota.com. Hi, this is Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280, The Patriot. And I'd like to remind you to spend your money wisely and use our loyal marketing partners here at this great station. Many of our clients are local businesses who live, work, and play right here in the Twin Cities, and their success in business is our success. For a list of our loyal marketing partners, go to am1280thepatriot.com or call us at 651-405-8800. We thank you for listening and supporting our partners. The Supreme Court recently announced that it will take a very important case. A California law requires crisis pregnancy centers to inform women who come to the centers of the availability of abortion, even requiring the use of specific state-mandated language. Several of the centers have challenged the constitutionality of the legislation, arguing that the law violates their religious liberty and their free speech, requiring them to state speech to the women who come into the clinics that violates their own convictions. It is indeed the case that if a crisis pregnancy center in California can be required by state law to use government-mandated language about abortion, then free speech really doesn't exist. If the government can mandate the use of language that violates the convictions of the very people who established and volunteer in these crisis pregnancy centers, then religious liberty doesn't really exist. There is no greater moral issue faced by the generation of Americans now living than abortion, and the Supreme Court has decided to wade back into those waters. I'm Albert Moe. Hey, good day. Welcome to our show, eh? Hey, good day. Hey, before you get locked in for the winter, you should think about an Arctic spa for your backyard. Oh, yeah. Hey, they have those all-weather pools, too. Yeah, swimming outside in a snowstorm. It's awesome. Arctic spas are created in Canada. I say created. 
because all the research is done in real weather conditions, just like Minnesota. That's so awesome. So what makes an Arctic Spa different? Everything from the flooring, where you don't need a cement slab, the insulation, the pumps, the motors, the computer, the cover, you know, everything, really. The Arctic Spa is the number one choice for replacement. That means people who know about hot tubs, well, they always choose the Arctic. Take off, eh? And Arctic spas are the only way to hot tub in Minnesota. With the deals going on right now, there has never been a better time to take the plunge, eh? So you're asking where do we go? Well, you go to Premier Pool in Chanhassen today. Online at PremierPools.com. Premier Pool and Spa, where we take fun seriously, eh? PremierPools.com. This is AM1280. The pay- Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.